the two most successful teams in the UK, millions of fans worldwide, and brought to you by a pair of f***ing wolves. It's the Red Side Rivals Social. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 15 of the Red Side Rivals Social, where we talk news, debanter, Debanter? Debanter. That's staying. <laughs> debanter. Well, debanter. News banter and debate from Man United and Liverpool. My name is Brad. I'm a United fan. And with me, as ever, is the lovable Mr. Lee Boy. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. I might introduce myself as a third person for a change. Yeah, that was odd, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> so it's international break, or it has been international break for us. Um, there's been no action domestically. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so we just thought we'd, we'd tie it up and bring you some of the news that happened that week for both clubs and obviously in football as well, yeah. Um, we'll just cover the internationals as well, but the main thing was really that the women's game was back in the Women's Super League, so we were going to bring you what happened in those games as well. See, we keep you up to date with every aspect so of these informative, mate. We're so informative. So informative. So, should we start by talking about some news then? Yeah, mate. I think you should go first. You want me to serve? Bring, yeah. Bring me an ace. Okay, then. So, I'll give you some news. So, should we start with um, this news about Bulgaria? Seems it's quite oh, relevant. God. So, it's so relevant and raw. Yeah. So, as ever, as we always say, racism isn't going anywhere, is it? And it kind of just rolls on, doesn't it? There was a little thing even I think with Zaha like last week something to do with Palace where he was abused on Twitter or something like that it's just not acceptable is it yeah so it's happened in the Bulgaria game and the worst thing about in the Bulgaria game was how blatant was it well they've got only got like two stance where if three strikes is it three strikes yeah (laughs) you're allowed to be racist once (laughs) and then you're allowed to be racist again but then when you race it on the third time, that's when you're definitely not well, allowed to be anymore. Well, i only seen the highlights of the England game because obviously I was yes. away in Ireland, weren't I? So I've only seen the same, goals and the brief. Same when I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so from what I've seen is, obviously, when it all started, I think it was, it was it Tyrone Minks that actually reported it? Yeah, he's the one that, that heard it first, yeah. So obviously he said something to the officials and obviously they then spoke to Gareth Southgate, the captains. Yeah. And then they, they made, was it like 50 of their Bulgarian fans they were ordered to leave the stadium or something but then it still continued because they just didn't leave yeah so it still continued yeah and then obviously the players were in the position where they were going to walk off yeah but in my personal opinion I don't think walking off is going to change anything I think if anything you're making them winners and you're making it's, yeah, it's all these, really, these this small minority that are being completely disrespectful out of order it's just yeah. like Racing should, is not acceptable in anything yeah. in this world these days, is it? No. So you're making them win because obviously you, you're highlighting that they're doing it. Yeah. And they're going to continue doing it. And I don't think walking off the pitch is the answer. Yeah. I mean, I, we're not the best people. Prosecuting best people is the answer. Yeah. No, it really is. Like, we're not the best place people to be saying, like, how you feel when, you, when something yeah, happens it's, racially it's, against yeah. you. So, I mean... If you feel like if people feel like they want to walk off, then they're going to walk off. But like you just touched on, them, it needs to be a more severe punishment for the actual clubs. They need to be took out of tournaments, took out of qualification processes, not be able to have any fans, dock points, those kind of things. Not just like oh well, you're not allowed to have two. Because we would have been punished. I think if we'd have walked off the pitch, we'd have lost points because we didn't well, fulfil we, the actual we agreement to play the match. We are, this is the thing. The initial thing that happened was that they've come out and they've punished Bulgaria as well as they've punished us, our fans as well. Because yeah. we were... Because we were singing. We, was, we were booing yeah. us and singing on their national anthem. But not funny. We found one of our fans dead in Bulgaria. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not surprised. I, I think that that's been investigated by yeah, no one. Yeah, it's, like, Unsuspicious circumstances, yeah. said is. Um, but the worst thing about this was it's all kind of like it's usually keyboard warriors or it's in a stadium where you can't really see who it is. This was like blatant. You can blatantly sp- see, see people's faces. These you? are the specific. They weren't covering themselves up, were they? They had like they had like t-shirts and jumpers printed up. No respect with, or something. With your wafers respect yeah. campaign with no respect. So that's so blatant. So there was calls for um, well. 
Firstly, in the game, the Bulgaria manager said he never heard anything. How did he not? It was so obvious, wasn't it? Yeah, it's shocking. So he he said he never heard anything, but their captain went over to the fans at Yeah, that was that was really good. And a few people tweeted about it saying. I mean, Rashford said Sterling said something. Yeah. So, but yeah, just just crazy. There's been calls for the Bulgarian uh, FA's president to stand down by the Bulgarian prime minister, and he has done. Was there somebody else? I think so there was two gone. people, weren't there? Yeah, I, I think there was, yeah. But I know okay, he's, he's, he's defo gone, yeah. So it's it's just crazy how like blatant it is now. And they say it's you, like it's regressed. It's gone back. It's gone worse, I yeah, think. that's what I mean. I think since it's been highlighted, obviously, that it's not acceptable. The Premier League are doing a big push this weekend for no, no racing. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. But I think the, the more it's being highlighted, the worse it seems to be getting. It's like it's it seems to be inspiring them to continue doing this. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's shocking. It's like internationally, the country should be punished when it's happening internationally. Yeah. The clubs should be punished, and then the fans should be punished. It's like if you can clearly identify that individual, mm. something should be like you should get a criminal record for yeah. being. Because like, like you won't, like you won't do, like you won't do it in society. You won't do it in work. So why is it acceptable in football? It's just <laughs> like it, it, people just lose all concepts of where they are yeah. and who they are. It's like, and I suppose that's alcohol. So do you stop them drinking before games? But again, I don't think that's, that's not going to happen, is it? Is it? No, it's, it, it aggravates the situation. Doesn't it? No one has a few beers and becomes no, racist. Yeah, yeah. But they lose like who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think going forward now, they need to just based on what I saw from around the ground. I think FIFA maybe need to go around and vet these stadiums and vet the fans because if you just look at the stadium. There was all like um, Nazi swastikas oh, and yeah. stuff on it. They were even doing salutes, the weren't they, as well? And, yeah, like, around the stadium. There's like racist like signs and stuff up around the ground. So you know it's going to happen there. So yeah, mad one. So we hope that gets sorted and, and there's an actual proper punishment for Bulgaria there. Like they shouldn't be allowed to compete for me now anymore. No, but in a way, it's terrible for the Bulgarians as a whole, anyway, because it's only a it's small minority, Bulgarian. isn't it? Of course, yeah. So it's not—it's not like the whole of Bulgaria is racist. It's just these individuals that think it's acceptable to be yeah. able to behave like this. It's not fair. And their country will get punished and not play like, in tournaments because that's of it. what I mean by shutting off a section of the the the, the stadium like they did against England. That doesn't. Then it doesn't solve, solve it, does racism. It? No, no. That then screws over the genuine fans because the racist people are still getting tickets. Yeah. Which means that the normal fans can't because they've shut loads of the stadium. For one, for two games, you'll play behind closed doors, but then if the third game after that, you can continue being racist. It just yeah, doesn't finish. Being racist after the other two yeah, games, just like, like mad, shocking. So yeah, that's that's the main bit of news that's come and out be, of international be, week for the internationals. Anyway. To be fair to England players, like they deserve a lot of respect yeah, because yeah. they just carried on and did the job do you know what I mean it's like yeah. obviously it could have tarnished what they were trying to achieve to get the points on the board and yeah. let it affect, affect the team mentally but they just continued being professional and got the result didn't they? Yeah. so they deserve a lot of respect I know, like I say it's, I think if you want to walk off then by all means do that but it's not going to solve the problem is it yeah bit of United news so this week it's been announced that Chevrolet are sponsors will not be renewing their four hundred million pound sponsorship deal at United. Is that so, because of the form or is it just because you found something better? Well or is it because of <laughs> it's because of the Glazers <laughs> out movement. Like you don't know do like you? don't want to be associated with it. Uh, well they've been hammering all the sponsors, haven't they, on online trying to get the sponsors to stop backing the club and stop feeding money to the Glazers, which you either agree with or you don't, but I just think it's because of the form really, maybe. Yeah, uh, that's what I think it genuinely is. I mean, that's probably had an effect on it. Like you say, they don't want to be associated with all that. But Negativity. yeah, so we'll be looking for a new sponsor as of next season. That looks good. Little. <laughs> we need a little bit more of good fortune. That's what. There are other department stores out there. Has there? God. Yeah. So we're going to be sponsored by Little. Let's like say, mate. It doesn't matter where the money comes from, does it? No, so you're losing one sponsor, and inevitably someone else is going to step in. Although, yeah, I won't want to be sponsored by someone like Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> they kicked off when we got Vodafone in. They well went mad when Vodafone started sponsoring us. Anyway, that's a different story. But <laughs> I've got some news, mate. Did you see that thing about Harvey Elliott? That was in the press again. Like, um, yeah, he's always in the press. He's only he's a young lad, isn't he? Why is he sixteen? Yeah. So obviously, teenagers inevitably make mistakes, don't they? But I think he did like a private. Instagram or Snapchat with his friends. It's about Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, the way he speaks and stuff wasn't. Oh, so no. It was like really harsh and like inappropriate. Yeah. And someone's leaked it 
the club's got hold of it, the FA's got hold of it, and he's no. been suspended only for 14 days of social media posts and obviously Compete. from being around the football club yeah. itself. He's been heavily fined, so I'm sure he's not learning from his mistake, isn't he? Sounds like a bit of a knobhead. Yeah, he does, yeah. Another one for you. <laughs> as, long, as long as he's good in the football pitch, that's all I care about. To be honest, it's stuff that probably, I know it's not necessarily right. But I haven't just seen what happened. I've not yeah, actually seen the post. Seen it, but it's stuff that everybody does. It's just that when you're in the public eye like that, you just can't go around doing the same stuff. Yeah, he's, he's obviously it. trusted the people he sent it to, and obviously yeah. someone shared it to make some money yeah. for him. True. Um, and then, obviously, another thing that's happened this week, is yeah. um, Trent's been rewarded by the Guinness Book of Records, hasn't he? He's in the Guinness Book of Records. So he got 12 assists last year in the Premier League, which is like the highest amount of assists by any fullback in the current form of our football. So I think he took the, the actual reins from Leighton Baines. Franks and Baines? Franks and Baines. Baines on toast. <laughs> <laughs> so, no way did it. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned the Guinness World Record because United are trying to get in it for most consecutive losses. <laughs> <laughs> but we're three oh, away. Yeah, I think yeah, one away this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will be. Yeah. Another bit of news out of international break for United was obviously that De Gea went off in his game with what looks to be a groin or a hamstring or something like that. Oh, is that, so, oh, is that one of my excuses like when you're playing football as a teenager where you're getting beaten you don't want to be part of the team so it's like, oh, I'm injured. <laughs> well done, who was <laughs> playing Spain off. at the time. <laughs> who were actually getting beat once the league came <laughs> So yeah, that's if we've got him and Pogba and Martial and Luke Shaw all possibly still out. Like doubts of the weekend. So, yeah, so uh, we'll have to see on the day what happens there with obviously the press conference and stuff who's going to be involved but it's looking like De Gea's maybe not going to be involved it's all mine games, he walked yeah. off like so but you just don't know do you when it's like it could be a slight slight strain kind of or like you say, precaution you just can't be asked <laughs> yeah I think that's it for United news for me anyway have you got any more Liverpool news Um, one interesting thing not necessarily Liverpool related but I did okay. see something in the old social media this week and it was the fact that they've released the 100 greatest players of the 21st century. So they released the top 100. Oh, where did we come? So we were 101, 102. Oh, good. Didn't Fred. quite make him. <laughs> Above Fred, though. <laughs> oh, I actually seen something about him as well. Him. Didn't he postpone his wedding? For the, for the Cup of America. Cup America. What yeah. idiot. Yeah. You can't even get United team. Never mind, Brazils. So let, let's play a little game, mate. Who would you say is in the top 10? Football is the 21st century. So start at, start at number 10. Ronaldo. So think, thinking back of football manager days. Ronaldo. Nearly FIFA's. Who's, who's number 10? I was about to say Ronaldo. <laughs> You're saying Ronaldo, 10? No. Number 10? Number 10. Start, well, start, start, get start get with specific. 10 to 1. <laughs> Take a guess. How hard is this? <laughs> I want you to get a specific top 10 out of 100 from any players in the think 21st about, century. Van Basten. Think about all those of our generation. Van Basten. No, that's not, that's not our generation. We're just coming out of the womb at that point, I think. Yeah, but this is 21st century. No, fail. Do we just read out for you? Yeah, please. So at number 10, Fabio Cannavaro. 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 Nine is Kaka. Don't know what his first name is. Eight is Zinedine Zidane. Zizou. Um, seven, Thierry Henry. Henry. Six is Ronaldo. Ronnie. Five, Iniesta. Iniesta. Four, Ronaldinho. Two. Yes. And then three is Xavi. Zavi. Two is Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes. And obviously number CR1 one species for itself, doesn't it? Fred. Leo Messi. Oh. And for me, Perlo didn't make the top ten. Cannavaro was ahead of him. That's all that about. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, mate. Um, and then Steven Jarrod got into the top twenty. There was no room for Fred. <laughs> there was no room for Fred. Rooney, where did, where was Rooney? Rooney was twenty ninth. Was he, yeah? Yeah. Harsh. Poor. Poor. Where's Van Nistelrooy? Skulls is 34th. John Terry was ahead of Rivaldo. Wow. What? You can see, like, he's scrolling through. There's lots of Ibrahimovic, <laughs> 39. Basically, what? like, what he's done is he's read the top 10 and then not, like, looked at pretty much any of the others and he's scrolling through now. Look at him being disgusted. Dennis Bergkamp for 54th. Whoa. Wow. No, I don't agree with this top That's who's, who's the, Who is that article with? Like, what's the debate there? Like, from who? That's from the Sports Bible, that. Is it, yeah? Yeah. They must have got that from somewhere, or is it their own? It's they the, decided it. They decided it, yeah. No, well, no wonder it's a bag of shit, then, if it's off there. Yeah, but, like, so, some of that, no, 
I'm sorry, Sports Bible. That is a load of tosh. I'm sorry, Sports Bible, but Lee Henry Trust does not. Does not agree with this. (laughs) (laughs) Mohammed Salah, seventy-seven. No, this is no. (laughs) Mo Salah can't be in. uh, No, he's not. He's not not established yet, is he? No. Yeah, so that I thought that was a bit interesting, mate. It was a bit interesting. A bit interesting, not if massively. We, if we weren't so thick about when we thought the 21st century was, it might have been even more interesting. <laughs> it might have been more interesting. Um, Barry Takeover's collapsed. Shock. So, what was the reason for it? They couldn't prove the yeah, funding the of the new, the new buyer or something. The I don't know the ins and outs of it, to be honest with you, mate. Yeah. Should have really done a bit more Should research. Should have done a bit more research. All I know is that it's collapsed and the group, that when they came in, have now pulled out of the deal. So what's the rule? Never pull out. Never pull out. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. D- despite the consequences. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's fell apart. So it's like very. It might have been a very funny. Like oh, oh. yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So up and down. They'll like be back. roller coaster. So they'll be back just in about twenty years. Not United. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Something coming. Give me that one. It's a sick <laughs> um, the other bit of news that I've got actually is your favourite person, Yol Matip, has signed a, long, a new long-term contract to Liverpool. Mate. <laughs> Great news for all parties. Great news for Liverpool fans because he's the next. Um, he could sign that. Paolo Maldini. Three tables down. <laughs> with his, his Tez. Te- Slenderman. <laughs> Slenderman. So that's good news for us Liverpool fans. Maybe not for yourself. Oh wait, you're a new Liverpool fan. What's that saying? <laughs> Every week for the last four weeks. <laughs> did, you, oh, well, did you get that article that I sent you? I sent him an article the other day and said, read this, that 90 Minutes did on the women's football team. About the um, how Liverpool the women's have yeah, it was fallen. Yeah, interesting that, wasn't it? Like they were massively invested loads of money. Yeah, so basically I just come across this article in 90 Minutes and it was saying how the Liverpool women's football team, Liverpool football club basically were like, right, we want to we want to really push our women's football team. So they invested heavily, didn't they, in, in women's football. And to be fair to them, smashed the league and won the league twice, didn't they? Twice back to back, didn't they? And then slowly started to lose, the, was it the manager and then loads of players? And like, then they lost bronze, didn't they? They had Lucy Bronze, which just won Ballon d'Or. They lost her, they lost Farrah Williams, uh, some others as well. Tony Duggan, who now plays for Leon. They lost loads of good players and they now are what they are today. So... I was saying to you, aren't I? It's like Liverpool's women are like what United's men are, and United's it's like the roles are reversed. Are like Liverpool's <laughs> first team now, so like our roles are reversed. It's crazy, but it was good that though, wasn't it? It was an interesting article, mate. Yeah, because like I say, I think Liverpool have set the standard now and highlighted that women's football is inevitably getting better and better, haven't they? Yeah. So like, obviously, it was Arsenal. Was it the, probably the yeah. best team for yeah. decades? Right? Like, for, yeah, for like ten years. They probably ruined yeah. women's football, didn't they? City have bought a side like they have in the men's game. Yeah, City they? just did exactly the same thing. Um, and then obviously we, I can't really say it, Liverpool did the same where they just took loads of money on it to try and get that actual yeah. women's team up oh, there. Yeah. The won ground. the league and then obviously they've Twice. don't seem to have invested the money again since and now it's, it's, it's slowly spiral, getting better. Yeah. Really, yeah. So yeah, just just interesting to see. So that they're on a, a real, I didn't realise until we started doing this, I just thought basically the Liverpool women's team were Good. I didn't realise that they were going through this weird transition period. Obviously, only since, like I say, doing this podcast, I've looked into the background of it and stuff. So, mad really when you think about it. So, hopefully, your men's team will follow suit. Oh, no, I think we're there to stay at the top, mate, for at least another four years. Four years. <laughs> Forty years. So <laughs> <laughs> Klopp goes basically. <laughs> the, the only other bit of news I had, mate, actually, was um, Liverpool's December fixture been announced, haven't they? So obviously there's a massive kickoff with all Liverpool fans because oh, we're Amazon. playing at eight o'clock. Where are you playing that game? Well, the Leicester game. Is it? Is, it's is away. It, oh, is it away? At Leicester. Leicester yeah, so yeah. no wonder the fuming because they've got to go to Leicester. Yeah. So the eight o'clock on Boxing so Day. So the, the derby, Liverpool, Everton at home is on Amazon as well on the fourth of December. Then we've got Bournemouth, Salzburg, Watford. Then obviously the Club World Cup, and the eighteenth and twenty second. Obviously the opposition is yet to be confirmed. Then we play Leicester at eight o'clock on Boxing Day, which is like. It's family time, so there's a tradition of... Yeah, it, it's been changed, hasn't it? So basically, on Boxing Day now... 10 hours worth of football. It's a half 12, a 3, a half 5, and an 8. Yeah. So that's why they've changed it, in it? But yeah. it's fucked about with the fans, on it, basically. That's yeah. why it's kicked off. And then obviously, we then play Wolves on the 29th for Sheffield United on the 2nd. So at least the fixture has been announced now. Yeah, so United fans, if you want to know any of the fixtures for United, just Google them, because I've not. I have not. 
Yeah, but it's just we've been messing around. Yeah, we're actually in a tournament that you're not again. Your bed's a bit sharp this episode. <laughs> Jesus, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Uh, what about International Day of the Girl on October the 11th? It was uh, International Day of the Girl, basically, on October the 11th. And uh, Liverpool did a um, girls' tournament. They did a little competition for local girls, which... I feel like I told you about what you did. You did tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did, they put little nine v nine tournaments on for girls, like in the local community and stuff. So all I was saying that for is no wonder really like you're up for that community award, like we spoke about last week in the northwest. Yeah, it's, it's like um, I think it's just like all. Like, I don't think anybody else did anything. Any major club, any anyway, uh, did anything for it. Well, so. Each club tends to follow suit, don't they? So if one club sets a standard, they all yeah. start to. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think. It's like all Premier League clubs, because they've got so much money, they should be giving things back to the local community. Yeah, they definitely So whether that's football-based or not, they shouldn't invest money into society to help. Yeah. It'll help build relationships, because obviously local people hate living in their football stadiums because of all the parking, all the noise, all the interference. Yeah, yeah. So like, give something back, and then it'll help the community grow. You'll get create more fans from it, yeah. because those that are connected so close to the stadium will obviously then start supporting the club. Mm. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it really is. It's like credit to him, to be fair. Yeah. Wash my tongue off. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fair play. Remember when we said, I can't remember if it was the last episode or the episode before, remember we said Petr Cech signed for a fucking ice hockey team. Yeah, yeah. I... Played his first game, saved a pet, <laughs> and got man of the match. Did he get man of the match as well? Yeah, yeah. he saved a, what are they call them, not penalties, out of like three hits. Three hits, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, whatever it is, he saved one and got man of the match performance. Crazy, doesn't it? So, is it a full time thing? Is he going to be playing that for? No, the, he's is just it just like a one off kind of thing? Yeah, part time. So, so yeah, so he's actually decent at ice hockey. He's fair play to him, mate. So some other news, sir, that some I have to bring to you is obviously Stephen Gerrard put on an event up in Scotland. Um, it's Rangers versus Liverpool Legends. Legends, which was for the the LFC Foundation, and and obviously. Um, I seen the highlights of the match. I didn't actually watch it because again, I was away no in Ireland. No one's watching that anyway. It, mate. But it was live on LFC TV. Just to plug it for you. Again. <laughs> mate, I'm surprised they could get 11 v 11. Um, cool legends v Rangers. So, so you had the likes of Patrick Berger playing, Emil Heskey, Johnny Hotdog, Johnny Hotdog, yeah, <laughs> Glenn Johnson. Wow, legends. Ian Rush. Oh, actual legend. Actual legend. Yeah, I'll give him that. So um, I think the game ended 3-2, was it, I believe? Yeah, a bit of a game, though, isn't it? Uh, Patrick Berger scored. Emma Heskey gave us the old DJ celebration. A nice little setup by Stephen yeah. Gerrard. Yeah. Is that what he used to do? Yeah. Is it, yeah? No way. Yeah, remember when he, he scored against years. Germany? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. So it was like a, a good event for the, all those fans that don't really get to, to watch Liverpool play, I suppose. So um, a, a few fans travelled up up the border and um, a good spectacle really raised loads of money for the charity yeah Gerard played for both teams didn't he he played 80 minutes for Liverpool and then played 10 for Rangers because he was getting jeered really let's come back he was actually getting jeered so it's like it was weird seeing him in a blue shirt it was horrible because it could not inevitably meant Chelsea Chelsea was like no it doesn't suit the blue Steve Gerrard I suppose he had to do it because obviously he's Rangers manager isn't he? Yeah, he it, was to put the shirt ge- it was just a gesture, wasn't it? I yeah, think it yeah. was all light-hearted. And he didn't score, but he, I think he even came out after the match and said that he misses the actual that side again because obviously now he's involved in football yeah, still, but from a manager's point of view, so yeah, he has yeah, to yeah. step back and not get involved in all the yeah. WhatsApp groups to build up to the matches. He said it was good to get back into that zone. Yeah, And he was saying that he kind of wishes he had stayed a year in some capacity playing on the Jorgen Klopp for like 10, 15 minutes just to be still yeah, connected right, to totally. But inevitably, he's, a, he's an icon of our club, and he still loves the club, doesn't he? It's, it's quite clear to see that in press conferences, he still associates himself as. Yeah, he's going to be his manager, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was good to see, you, mate. Yeah, good. That's all the news box stuff. I think it is. Well done. Well done, sir. Well done on a good news. <laughs> so um, all that's left for us to do now is is the reviews, which we oh, will yeah. look at. Uh, should we? Do the women's game first. Yeah, go we, for it, we'll we'll cover those games and then we can just do the internationals after because they were a bit uh, turd. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> international. No one likes international football, do they? Really, unless unless it's a major tournament. Yeah. So uh, we came back from our international break and we played Spurs. We were away to Spurs, so we'd had a good run of form after starting off a bit jittery after playing the first time ever in the women's Super League and we played City and Arsenal two former winners, two informed teams, the top two for the last two seasons. So then obviously we've hit a bit of form. We've gone, I'd love to beat you guys, didn't we? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so she did. We went to Dodge Spurs, who beat you. We went to Spurs and we beat them 3-0. Absolutely battered them, mate. Looked really, really good. A bit like the under-23s, really good attacking, flowing football. Uh, Lauren James started again up front, who started against Liverpool and really lively. She's just she's so good, I really like to see her. So, got off the mark, basically, in the 13th minute. Jess Sigsworth, who was the Golden Boot winner the last two seasons, one for United last season and the one before for a previous club, she hasn't been really firing at all cylinders and has looked a bit of out of sorts. So she was actually replaced by Kirsty Hansen. Okay. So Kirsty Hansen started 30th minute scores. So <laughs> Jess Sigler's probably going to be on the bench, I would imagine, from <laughs> now on. So yeah, it was just one of them where it's a bit of a mix up in the box and it just came out, fell to Kirsty Hansen and she took a chance well. Then still in the first half, Lauren James gets booked. She comes in from behind. She's quite feisty, isn't she? So feisty, mate, yeah. So basically, she comes in from behind. It's a sliding tackle from behind, basically, but I think she nicks the ball, but you're getting booked because you're sliding in from behind. So yeah, she yeah. Takes a it's frowned upon these days, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so she takes a book in. Then we go into half time. United played really well first half. Come out the second half, really good attacking football again. And nice work down the left-hand side by Galton. She puts a cross in. And oh no, Neville turns it into her own net. Just like slides it on the floor and puts it in her own net. So that was in the 52nd minute. And then again, good attacking football. Kind of, not a nothing game, but like a nice interchange of game end to end a bit. And then in the 82nd minute, Lauren James again. Oh no. So Spurs are having an attack. Lauren James comes in. It's one of them where she studs up and the ball's there to be taken. But you know, but doesn't you, pull you, a foot back, you, you go over the ball instead yeah, yeah. of hit the ball, and it looked a lot worse than what it was because she ridden especially the in ball. slow motion, doesn't it? Yeah, and um, basically she was always going to get a booking for it, so she got a second yellow and got sent off, which is bad really because she's been a really shining star for us, and since she's been starting, has really helped the team going forward and and really give us a good attacking threat. So she'll be missed on the next game. So yeah, and then. In the thing, it was like the 94th minute or something, Jane Ross, who was our new signing, Scottish international, she scored in like the 94th minute. Again, similar crossing, uh, right on the line, and she just she just taps it in. So, really good win for the girls away at, at Spurs. You're on so, fire, aren't you? Yeah, 3-0 win. So, life is getting a little bit better now. Two losses, two wins, and some easier games to come in the in the Women's Super League. So, so yeah, we've got City up next in the Conti Cup which is at the weekend, which will be a big, big game. But if we continue this form, playing like this, I think we'll give City a better game than on the first game of the season. So You're sitting fourth, aren't you? Sitting pretty in the league. Yeah, yeah. So, so obviously you've got, you've got the beast City top, aren't they? City at top. What, Chelsea are second. Third, Arsenal. Yeah. And then Everton are fifth. And then obviously we're way down. <laughs> <laughs> Take your second bottom, the third bottom, or something. Bristol, like it's only a Birmingham City holding the league up. Wow, wasn't nil poids. Let's hope we play them soon. Then the whipping girls, the whipping girls. <laughs> so who did you? So oh, you played Bristol. So our ladies played Bristol, mm-hmm. Bristol City, who were a place above us in the league at the start of the match, Important and still, game, and still, a place above us after the match because the ladies drew one all, mate. Uh. So they, they actually got the first points of the season. I'm going to say, at least you got a point, mate. <laughs> points is better than nil, Parma, isn't it? Yeah. So f- from what I've seen, the ladies put in a, a better performance than they have done recently, especially after the performance against United, where they, for like 25 minutes, they were on fire. Like, gave a lot of creativity, yeah, fair, pushing yeah, forward, yeah, caused United a lot of problems, didn't they? Yeah. And then just did nothing the second half. Mm. So like you say, they're going through a bit of a transitional period. There's not a, a lot of new players that have come in. Um, Lawley, for one, who actually scored on, on that day. Yeah, she's in the discussion, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, she's called up, hasn't she? She's called up, hasn't she, yeah, yeah recently. So, Lawley was back. Um, it's not Lawley's back, sorry. Lawley scored. So, they also got some good news in the sense that Christine Murray, who is one of our most experienced strikers, is now back in contention for our next game. Oh, okay. She's been out injured, has she? She's been out injured, yeah. She's right. Scottish international, and she gives a different dimension to our match. Match our, our actual games, so she'll be back for the next match. Hopefully, to give them a bit of experience in the team because it's a very young team from what I gather. So they're very inexperienced. So Vicky Jepson was actually very pleased with the Liverpool ladies' performance after oh, okay. the game because, like you say, I think you were Slater at the start of the season because obviously we're, we're both very new yeah. to the female game, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, of course. 
Um, and obviously, she's coming with no experience yeah. to try and push us no, forward. Like literally zero management experience. So um, she was very positive after the match in a sense of we created loads of chances and caused Bristol a lot of problems. And we were a bit a bit unlucky to go a goal behind, to be honest. It was against a run of play. So we could have been one or two up at our stage before they scored. It was a very scrappy goal. After 15 minutes, Salmon scored. <laughs> Salmon? Salmon. Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> um, salmon scored was it after 16 that was your rose like a salmon <laughs> it's a running joke of FIFA yeah um, salmon scored after 16 minutes against the run of play and put us um, behind at half time second half we created loads of chances like to put things, things into perspective we had 17 shots in the match which wow, is we had really. probably two against United yeah so that it was a, a better performance by the ladies yeah. seven on target I mean we, could, we should have been Two went up really before we actually equalised, and um, we we got lucky with a penalty really. And um, Liverpool made some substitutions, and I always forget a name, mate. Babajide. Babajide. Had a nice super drinking run down the left hand side of the super pitch. Jinking. Super drinking. <laughs> <sir>. Old pro Evo. <laughs> super drinking run she into the box. To be fair, she's really good at. It. She is. She she's actually a really skillful player, mate. Yeah. I think she's one player that probably gets your United side. Yeah, definitely. If I'm, I'm honest. There, yeah. So she she came on made. It gave us a bit of a di- different dimension down the left-hand side, got into the box and won us a penalty. And Lawley stepped up and slotted it very, very well, mate, because since she's never took a penalty before for Liverpool ladies. <laughs> um, slotted it very well, made it one-all, and then we could have gone, gone on to actually win the game, and we didn't. Yeah. But overall, I think it's, point it's a point on the board. Yeah, not a point We're, we're no longer on zero lock, but holding the bottom of the league up, you know, with United pushing forward ahead of us for a change. Um, and they're looking forward to the next match against Coventry with some positivity. So, have they, so they, have they been playing well then? Because I don't, I obviously haven't well, seen them. I know you missed the first couple of games, but against United, I this, thought shit. It's they're showing like, it's signs. Not like, it's not like the shit. Like second half, we battered you, but it's not like is there a shit team? It's just like it's a bit like United. There's nothing on the end of anything, is there? It's like loads, no, it's loads just, of attacking, but there's no end product, is there? Yeah. So there I is. think they're still trying to gel as a side. So right. there's some very good, some good, very good players. So like Anika Proust, is it the goalkeeper? The goalkeeper, yeah. Yeah, she's just won the first ever Liverpool Standard Charter Women's Award this month. Right. Okay. No, so no. she was she was one of our very positive performances against United. She played really well. I'm not surprised. Not before she's getting hammered every week. Liam <laughs> Robe again. She's a very good player that we've got that's coming coming through the ranks. Yeah. Just did Amy Rogers on Women's Football Wednesday. If you want to check that out, I did. Amy Rogers and Lauren James on Women's Football Wednesday because they're two like 19, 18 year olds playing in the in the first teams for women so they're they're really promising looking as well so and like, obviously you've got Rihanna Roberts she's a, one of our best performances follow on Instagram yes I actually see that mate. Yeah, I can't believe that it's like where did that come from off one of the posts was it I did a, off I the did back a, of it I did a post uh, I did a Women's Football Wednesday I think it was a couple of weeks ago now uh, on two of our really good internationals so Vicky Groan and for United who's, who's as I think I've said before got into the uh, Women's World Cup final with the Dutch and then Rhiannon Roberts who's like a really solid you know like proper experienced player she's a number four so yeah I just did, I did, um, did them two and then boo followed so us so thanks very much for your follow cheers much appreciated. loving it um, and then obviously up front we've got Sweetman Kirk and um, Naomi Charles is one for the future as well right okay and uh, Kirsty Linnett so they, they've got a very solid team they're just not used to playing together and I think yeah. this season probably as a platform for them to build those relationships and look forward to the next season rather than yeah. this you just need to keep yourself whereas, your, going, yeah. whereas United have gone from like a massive high of like winning dominating well, destroying the, that the league, league below yeah. yeah coming into this league all excited and they've pushed on haven't they really yeah Whereas yeah. we, we've gone through a lot of change, transition. So, <laughs> won't be Liverpool if you went through transition, would it? So I think next season, I think there'll be a better side for the way they started this year. So it shows right. a bit of character, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So right. hopefully they'll move on to the next game and beat Coventry. Yeah, I think that's it's a bit of a shit week, isn't it? Because you've actually you've got a point on the board, you can build from it, and then it's Conti Cup this weekend, and it's just like. Oh. So well, you wish yeah. there was another women's super league game. But it may be a bit of a, a saving grace where they can go into the cup and have no fear, put in a big performance, yeah. and then go back to the league on a high. So yeah, well. Um, so overall, they're off the bottom of the league. Well the points on the table. Congratulations! They, they're only nine, um, eleven points off the top. So well, there you go. Still positive, still doable, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
so um, yeah that's the women's game so we'll bring you obviously that in the next one The what the results were from the Conti Cup in the next one so we are here during this national break so I know it's United Liverpool podcast obviously but some of our players were away for both the women and the men on international duty so we'll cover um, we'll just cover a bit of that so shall we start with the women's internationals yeah start so, the women's budget England were on a bit of a shit run they hadn't won a game since, since like, the last tournament was it? Yeah, since, since they got knocked out they got knocked out and they were beaten the same as they got knocked out yeah so they did the same as the men's really mm-hmm. so we played Brazil got beat and then we went into a game against Portugal who, who do not have a good women's team and um, we we beat them 1-0 luckily like teams roll Portugal over like do you know what I mean and we were just so, I don't really know what's going on with the Lionesses and Phil Neville from a United point of view we had Abby McManus called up and then she pulled out with injury so that's a bit shit for us I think you had that Lawley that scored the pen yeah, yeah she's she been called, called up, up yeah, yeah. other than that for United there wasn't really much other international duty there was some friendlies it was more it was more for you wasn't it with Ireland and Wales so. yeah so um, Republic of Ireland beat Ukraine 3-2 and they were like they weren't friendlies were they, they were like you qualifications weren't they yeah. qualify for the, the Women's Euro Championship yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Naomi Faye got called up for us. She's a very experienced player. Yeah, she's about 32 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so she got called up to the Irish team. Wales were also playing against Belarus away. And um, Rihanna Roberts got called up for them. Well then, Rihanna. I might start to Wales now. <laughs> <laughs> so again, she's another experienced member of our squad. So obviously that's the reason why they're playing internationally. Yeah. We need to get some more involved in the England lineup. Yeah, we've got... got um, I'm not sure actually to be fair but we've both got a couple of under 21 or under I think it's under like maybe under 19s internationals in it, like in Babaji Day and Lauren James so ones for the future mate yeah so definitely ones for the future in terms of the men there's a lot going on it's like just to put things into perspective we had for England well you probably have more than us to be honest don't you with the England set up well all I know is that Rashford's got an absolute worldie <laughs> That that did a world of good for his confidence, mate. Yeah. Which is not good for us because we're playing it at the weekend. Well, if you if you listen to the last podcast, right, you listen to me. We sort of had a bit of a discussion about Rashford and now against Newcastle and, and maybe previous games he's been played up front, and you don't really hundred percent know what to do. It's knocking his confidence playing there. And what look what happens? He gets played out wide for England, and what does he do? What he always does when he plays out wide. Cuts inside. Cuts inside. Smashed the keeper. Should have saved. To be fair, keeper, it was right it, down his throat, it, wasn't it? Was it was down his throat, but it was high. It was coming fast at him. That mate. It's a good so, goal. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so not yeah, taking anything away I from just, the guy. I just hope that <laughs> that he can get put back in his position, and we can see that type of Marcus Rashford at, at United. So you, you all know what he's capable of. That's that's the frustrating yeah. thing for a lot of United fans. Is yeah. he's been played out of position, and he's got a lot to offer to United. He just needs to be taken up. If you had the, the luxury of having a striker on in your squad... <laughs> if we had the luxury of having a striker... I'm actually yeah. playing, you could take him out and put him on the bench for a few games and yeah. let him have that pressure off his shoulders. Whereas now he's playing week in, week out. You've got another big, massive game this weekend against us. No. So it's like the pressure's on again. Yeah. But I'm ho- hoping that that confidence doesn't pull through <laughs> to the weekend's fixture. Yeah. So we had um, Jordan Henderson, Wave of England. We had... Alexander Arnold and I believe we also had Joe Gomez. Yeah, McGuire played in both games. I think. So Gomez, I don't think featured in any of the games. No. Trent, I don't think he did either. I think he played in one. Did of he play them. in the Czech game? Did he? He played in one of them. Yeah. I don't think he played against uh, Bulgaria. Then obviously Jordan Henderson put in another good performance for England. Obviously, he's one of the most underrated players, and I know you hate that phrase, but he is. He's like don't. don't he's be not a cr- at me every week with underrated players. <laughs> so. He's, so if you, you might as well just say Liverpool's entire team. eleven are underrated. Yeah, but if you if you think about it, they so were they were they were underrated. Adrian was underrated. Joel Matip was underrated. Andy Robinson's now underrated. Andy Robinson was underrated. Firmino's <laughs> underrated. Mane was underrated. <laughs> Christ, we have got the most underrated team. <laughs> so then, apart from England, actually, we'll touch on the actual results. So like Friday night, we got beat two one, didn't we against Czech? Two one, we got beat by Czech Republic. Um, terrible performance. By all, everyone in accounts, weren't they? Just yeah, didn't turn up at all. Of sorts, um, and then we destroyed. Six nil. Yeah, like final up at half time, weren't they? Yeah, so that was a bit of a nothing game. Um, so yeah, we did that. And then um, Gini Van Alden scored two, didn't he? 
Yeah, Netherlands. For Netherlands. If you oh, go on our Instagram again, I picked out the best goals from uh, representative players and Wijnaldum's was in that because it was... <laughs> Absolute world, wasn't it? Yeah, two good goals, really. One was ahead, of one. It's like, this is what I don't get. It's like, it's like Jurgen Klopp must play him in a completely different way to what he does internationally because when he was at Newcastle as well, he was scoring for, for, for fun, wasn't he? And with Holland, he seems to be scoring for, for fun as well. So is he being nullified and playing a bit deeper for mm. us? I don't know. I don't really think he scored for fun at Newcastle, but... He's got, I'm sure he's got like 10 goals, which is one of the reasons why we signed him. But we've used him a different way. Is it, he's, he's, a, he's just a very good player. It's just that he'd usually play. Because you play Firmino, they're deep. Say Firmino played higher up like a normal He could probably striker. sit behind the, the striker. He'd play where Firmino plays, I think. Yeah. It's probably your problem, so... But yeah, it's good. again, it's good for his confidence. I think Lovren played for Croatia... Okay, uh, who cares? <laughs> who, did we, who, did, who did we have? De Gea, obviously, that I mentioned before. He got he got injured for Spain. Uh, he never played the first game because the, every time now they're changing up. The Arizabalaga plays a game and then De Gea plays a game. But then obviously De Gea yeah. came up. And then obviously Brazil had a couple of friendlies. I don't think they had any important matches, but they well, played they had that random game live on LFC TV. <laughs> <laughs> Will somebody listen and get this guy a job on LFC TV? Bobby and Fabinho both feature for Brazil. Um, and Bobby's got an absolute world. You don't know if you've seen it, mate. Did Mane play for Senegal? I'm, I'm sure he did, yeah. He must have done, wasn't he? It was a one-all draw anyway. Oh, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I can't remember who played Bobby in, but he had this audacious chip over the goalkeeper. It was just yeah. a class finish, mate. Typical Bobby. I'm pretty sure their goal was a pen. You know, Mane won the pen or something yeah. like that, yeah. But like um, Bobby's first touch, mate, is just unbelievable. He's just you put his house in, controlling it like dead. You put his house in, <laughs> not your own. It's not my own. Yeah, his I'll, house. I'll bet your own house, mate. That you touch this dead. But yeah, it's like the most important thing about international football, mate, is that all your players come back injury free. <laughs> in it, yeah. It's right. like when the when the qualification games, because inevitably the teams that they play. Are pretty pointless no disrespect to the countries that are involved no disrespect and all shit the actual like qualification needs to be addressed and re-looked at where you put all the the smaller countries or the bigger ones in a group and then give them a chance of actually qualifying because otherwise it's just like win 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 that was England's first defeat in 10 years of England qualification <laughs> shit really yeah I'm sure it was so it's Steve like, McLaren in that <laughs> it probably was wasn't it in that time yeah, yeah his umbrella slipped <laughs> <laughs> Wally with a brolly yeah. that? so yeah, so, yeah the, mo- the most important thing is that everyone's come back Injury yeah. free. It gave Liverpool a bit more time to get Allison back. Um, Salah's been out with a knock, so yeah, hopefully we, he'll we be needed, back for the weekend. We needed the international break, if not in, t- in terms of form because we're shit, but we needed it in terms of a bit, a little bit longer for for some of our injury injuries that we've got. So, oh, and just to mention, Scotland actually won a game against Shut San Marino. Up. It's San Marino, like, but yeah, but it's still Scotland. So obviously, Robbo's captain. Yeah, so we would featured and McTominay yeah. played there. So. That's us done then for international break, mate. We obviously now go into big, 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 big game at Old Trafford, which we covered in the last podcast uh, in game week eight. So if you haven't listened to that, we've, we've had a bit of a chat about it in the end there when we previewed the upcoming games. We did our predictions. <laughs> Mine was a bit audacious. Can, can I have the opportunity to change my mind? No changes of predictions. <laughs> So what was yours? Just remind everyone. So my prediction was um, a, a very, 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 very tight game, 5-1. <laughs> and I think mine's just as audacious to, what did I say, 2-0? 2-0? You've not scored two goals in about six months, have you, in a game? No, we haven't scored a hat-trick in about five years. Jesus. No one scored a hat-trick. So, yeah, so just a massive, massive game. We've, we've done a little post there of just some pictures from Man United and Liverpool games in the past. Right back from obviously the Busby and Shankly days to to few to some of the more famous moments like Gerard kissing the camera and um, Nevin Carragher arguing arguing like doing Monday night football Vidic getting his standard red card standard I'm so excited for this game it's like what's unusual is as a Liverpool fan you never go to Old Trafford ever confident of winning so it's unusual territory it's just like you go into a stadium where eighty thousand Manchester United fans hate your guts. But I'm feeling confident we're going to go there and wipe the floor, yeah. Obviously, with your prediction, yeah. But it's, it's for me, it's obviously we're biased because we're Liverpool United fans, but it's the biggest rivalry in the world, I think. It really is. It's like in all formats, like the originality of all of our teams over the years. We've, we've both gone through periods of domination of the English football. 
over yeah since like and like the, the identity 60s, of the clubs 50s it's just like the cities are just so famous in so many different aspects it's like music industry it's like yeah, yeah, there's, yeah there's loads of rivalry there right across the board and we're just like two iconic teams around the world i'd probably say this is one of the biggest matches around the world not just in the premier league no that's what i mean it's around the, the world's world, biggest rivalry i think next to el Clasico, maybe yeah, I think it's probably bigger than a classical yeah, at the moment. it's there or thereabouts on the same. It's definitely on the same. It's probably one know. of the most watched matches around the world. It's got to be. It's yeah. always overhyped, so that's one thing I'm hoping that doesn't happen this weekend, is we go into this match where Sky have bigged it up all week and it's a nil-nil yeah. draw like it was last year. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be nil-nil. I just wish that we were going into it in a bit better form. But form goes like a window, mate, in a local derby. It's like, it doesn't matter what form you're in, it's who wants it more in a day. Yeah. And if you turn up and surrender within the first 10 minutes, it's going to be embarrassing for you. Whereas if you actually give us a game and come at us, it's going to be embarrassing for you because we'll get in behind and score another five. <laughs> so we're, we're obviously going to watch it together. So if you're on our Instagram or our Facebook, you have a look, we'll do a little story. We're not watching it at the game. Although we did I get had off a ticket, tickets, right? didn't we? I had a ticket and then I said no to the ticket because we were going to watch it together. And then he got offered a ticket today. In the United, I might add. Was it in the United? Yeah, so oh, it would have well. been torture. And they wanted 100, 100 quid a ticket. No so, chance. Um, I'll watch it in the pub, mate. Yeah, watch it in the pub. So we're going we're gonna to watch it together, and on Sunday is the only day we're allowed to not like each other. So, yeah, I'm, I can't wait, mate. I honestly cannot wait. I'm hoping with, with City winning at the weekend, I'm hoping we put them points back on the board and put pressure on City again. And then... You fall, I think it's like 18 points behind us at this stage of the season, which is just really good unheard of. Newcastle have got beat, so we can't fall into the bottom three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate that that's a positive that I'm looking for. But yeah, that's true. Um, so we can't fall into the bottom three, but we need a scalp. We need to take a big scalp. Make a statement, don't you really? To kickstart our season. And like I was saying to you before, mate, United have been really lacklustre and pedestrian all season. And when you've looked at the performances, bar the one against Chelsea first game of the season we just haven't looked up for it or, or bothered or really like we want to go at teams so you look scared more I feel like, like yeah I mean and that happens when your confidence is low but I just feel like if we go out there today and we play like that that signals what the rest of the season is going to be like because if they can't get up for this game they can't get up for Liverpool Man United Liverpool at Old Trafford then they're not going to get up for any game do like, you know what I mean one thing that should inspire is because Obviously, we're going to this match with looking for 18 consecutive wins. And we've not been beat since March 2017. Okay. <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is, this has got a lot of importance to us because we don't want to lose our record to United, do we? Records don't matter, though. No, do they don't matter. matter. But it's like it, all that matters is the three points at the end of the day and the pride of beating your local rivals. But it has got a bit of an incentive because like, City did this record last year. I love just to equal and then potentially break that record just to shut them up. But just remember when a team went on a run like that prior to City, it was Arsenal in the Invincibles and who stopped their run? Oh, here we go. Man United. Just just so you know. Yes, yes, yes. So, so we're going to see what happens, aren't we? Can we stop the unstoppable? Can you stop the train? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. No, Fred might turn up. Nah, he won't. The one yeah. thing I'm nervous about is that obviously we've not seen any team news or anything like that, but I'm nervous about Martial and Rashford playing because Rashford gave us a lot of trouble down our left hand side. Yeah, your left hand side against well, Trent last year. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Trent's probably matured a little bit and he's got a bit more defensive wise. But last year, he just turned him inside out. Yeah, was. which was never was a difference in the match. Was it? No, it was the year before, wasn't it? Not last year. It was nil nil last year. Yeah, wasn't it? last year it was nil. It was the, the year, year before, before, and you beat us two nil, yeah, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, the year before. So that's my only concern is obviously Robbo is great defensively and going forward, where Trent's just at the moment is more. Forward mind, isn't he? Yeah. So that's my only concern is you're getting behind us that way. But like through the middle, Matip and Van Dyke speak for themselves, solid as a rock. Yeah. It's just that part of our defence that makes me nervous. Salah doesn't usually turn up, so he's due a game, which is He's not turned up for the last four matches, no, mate, so he's due a massive performance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Since Newcastle, he's not done anything. It'll be interesting to see Mane v um, Wambasaka as well down that side. That'll be good. And Bobby. Because you know what Mane's like? He'll turn to, him inside out, won't he? No, Wambasaka goes to ground a lot. And I think against oh, Mane, we go with diving. Mane will dive, mate. I guarantee Have you not seen the Instagram post he put? Didn't you put that on the other day? What? Salad dive or something. A diving board. Was that on Facebook? That was the Facebook, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want any controversy. I just want it to be... Yeah. We beat you. I don't yeah. want, Obviously, there will be like talking moments. Obviously, we'll have, otherwise we'll have nothing to talk about. 
Yeah, but I just wanted to be like, we've gone to Old Trafford, put on a massive performance and be, oh, United have done the same. We had no excuses. We put all yeah, our effort in. Or United have done the same, you said. But it's like, I don't care if we get beat as long as we put a shift in. Yeah, I'm the same. If you roll over and don't turn up, it's just the most frustrating yeah, thing ever, isn't I'm it? I'm the same. I just want us to go out and at least look arsed. For 90 minutes, we're not going to talk. We'll hate each other. But after that, it's good to have that respect to how you deserved it. Whereas that, a few years ago, I said, all right, if, we, if a scored, say, I'm not going to celebrate, and then we beat you 4-1, and I couldn't contain myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope it's not like that again. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll bring you all, all the reaction and action uh, in the next podcast, which will come uh, next week at some point. So thanks very much for listening to us. Uh, that's been the International Break podcast. Yeah, as I say, uh, thank you very much for listening. We both of us really, really appreciate it, and um, yes, we do. We've had some extra uh, followers and and some extra listens. I've noticed on the Spotify and stuff. So uh, if you're one of those people, thank you very much. We really appreciate and it. Send some questions in. Some yeah. feedback. If you want, like obviously, we like sort of random people when we're out anyway. So <laughs> to receive messages and stuff will be good because we can discuss it on the podcast. So if you ever want to speak to us or sell us anything just drop us a line at any of our socials or on our email which is redsiderivals at gmail.com and then we're on um, we're on instagram twitter and facebook as well so if you can leave us a five star review that really helps us as well because the five star reviews help you go to the top of the list of, of football podcasts and stuff so if you could leave us one of them if you like us then uh, again as I keep saying, I really sound like I'm begging, don't I? <laughs> but yeah, we, anything's really appreciated. So thank you very much. And um, thank you very much also to Mr. Will Rice for our musical theme at the start of the show. And we'll see you for all the reaction of the big red side rivalry. And hopefully one of us will be happy. One of us will be happy and one of us won't be. That's a given. <laughs> Unless it's like a four-hole draw. Which I can't see. Yeah. So thanks very much, everybody, and we will see you for game week nine. Yes, we will. See you next week, guys. See you next week.